I went to an orphanage in India and I was playing with these young girls and they kept saying, what is your passion? What is your passion? What is your passion? They kept repeating it over and over. I don't know who told them to say this over and over. And it was like 50 little girls. And all they kept saying is, what is your passion? What is your passion? I was like, what is happening here? This is insane. Why do they keep asking me this? Because after someone asks you once what your passion is and you go, oh, makeup. And then they ask you again, you're like, beauty and travel. What is your passion? Documentaries. And then like the more that they keep asking, it kind of like broke me down. And I was like, you know what? Like, is this my passion? Is this really, you know, is my ultimate goal to just do documentaries for beauty and travel? Is that really what drives me for the rest of my life? There's something more here. And I sat with that thought with these little girls and I kept looking at them as they looked at me. And I said, this is what my vision is. This is what my purpose is, is to empower young girls like this all over the world to never forget how powerful and beautiful they are from where they come from. And whatever that turns into, whatever that creates, that's what my ultimate vision is. Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblett, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Her Drive Podcast. I am very excited to share with you all Stephanie Floor's story. Uh, She is a woman that I've known for almost a year, but I don't know her entire story. So that's why I'm even more excited to have her on Her Drive Podcast. Um, Stephanie, welcome. Ah, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be part of this. Thank you. Oh, it's, it's such a pleasure and an honor. So thank you. Um, so Stephanie uh, is a very dynamic person. Um, and from what I know about her, um, she's an amazing makeup artist, but it doesn't just stop there. Um, something that Stephanie's been doing that I love as someone who loves traveling and loves beauty is she's combining the two and doing these amazing around the world beauty experiences. And you just came back from India, right? Yes, we were, I was in India for a month and doing a tour for two weeks with 14 women from all over the world. So, wow, that's amazing. Um, Yeah, it was, it was definitely a journey for sure. That's great. And did you find whenever the girls first met each other, were they a little bit nervous? And then at the end, like best friends? Absolutely. I think that was one of my favorite things to see is that we all came with different expectations, different stories. And by the time we were on the road for eight hours, 10 hours, uh, driving in India, we all became like best friends and still talk to this day every single day. That's beautiful. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know your background uh where you are today because i know your location bounces around a little bit but where you fall home base and what you're currently you know working on yeah so my current home is new york city which is why you're probably going to hear a little bit of noise around there's no way of silencing this crazy city and i'm from new york originally from long island and 
I am working on a few different crazy things that I absolutely love. Uh, so of course, we're lo- we launched our Around the World Beauty Journeys two years ago, and we did our third tour to India, which was really successful. And since then, I've been working really hard to finalize the other tours that we have up and coming. So we just launched Morocco, and we are launching Mexico as well as Peru in November. So we are focused on creating these experiences in the next two years so we can really travel to these places and open up the eyes of artists to what's out there on different elements of beauty from inner, outer, and spiritual. So um, that's what we're working on right now, but we're always looking to um, partner up with different brands, different opportunities to get our message out there, um, to help people and support people on discovering the deeper meaning of beauty. And as a makeup artist, I still work in entertainment. And that's, you know, my main my main, you know, one of my main goals is to continue that path as well, because it's something that brings me a lot of joy. But yeah, those are the things that I'm working on right now, I would say. And building a wow, team. Those are awesome. Building a team, that's priority right now, is building a really strong team. Right. Uh, I just read a quote recently, and um, it was all about the importance of building, but not just building by yourself, not being a solopreneur and like really reaching out, finding those solid people that are either just in your support system or a part of your team. And we really need to rely on each other to, um, you know, build something. And how are you, how are you handling that? Like, how are you finding, I guess, employees, people to partner with that really understand your journey and the experience that you're trying to bring to anyone that touches your brand. Yeah, well, it's definitely, it hasn't happened overnight. I would say that also it hasn't happened overnight for how I can manage people. Um, I'm also growing on this journey and, you know, there is no guideline or book on how to run a business. So you're constantly looking at yourself most of the time and seeing how can I be better? How can I better deliver to people that I'm starting to work with? And, you know, I'm. it's really great to be at a place where, you know, we're, I wouldn't say we are world known, but we definitely have a following and a lot of our own followers become part of our loyal staff. And these girls are driven by, you know, beauty and driven by travel. So we're really finding a great network of women that want to experience what we're creating and they're willing to support us in our growth because they believe in it. And that's something I've never had just because I wasn't even sure on what I was creating. So it's really great to be at this place and take a step back and say, I can't do it all. How can I better create a network and, you know, and help them grow? Because I've been an intern and I've been working for people for a long time as well. And it always felt like you were doing something for them and there was no win-win, you know? So for me, I think I spend more time giving than I do spend time getting just because I know how important it is for people to feel valued. And that's what I feel I am at this place where I'm like, if you give, you will also get. It's a win-win for all of us. And at the end of the tunnel, you know, there's travel opportunities, um, there's beauty opportunities, and they're on board. So I'm excited to build a strong team. And whoever is it meant to be there always kind of like fizzles out in a way. Oh, definitely. Well, I think that you are in an amazing space. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to continue to build and and self-evaluate and look at your business and your brand and how do you tweak it to... um, to evolve along with you. And with that being said, I kind of want to dial it back and, you know, really get into the beginning um, as to, you know, why did you become a makeup artist? What was your inspiration? And then on this road trip through beauty, 
um, how have how did you evolve into deciding I need to create these magical uh, beauty journeys around the world? So I was living this dream week and I was couldn't really believe that this was my life. I was like standing outside of a Broadway show in a penthouse of the actress that was leading this Broadway show. And I remember looking out into the lights and saying, wow, like this is my life. Like I've been able to create my dreams as an artist, uh, but I just still didn't feel satisfied. So I really kind of went back home after that night and just sat with myself. And I said, you know, there's something that's missing. I was also on tour with a really big celebrity and flying all over the US in her private jet. And I remember just being like, I'm just not that satisfied. Like, I don't feel like this is my end all be all. And so I really sat down and I asked myself, what are three things that I could do for the rest of my life that would really, really support me and feeling 100% fulfilled, you know? And I said, okay, there's beauty. Of course I have to work in beauty. I need to travel. And travel wasn't even something that was realistic for me. It was more of, you know, I didn't grow up traveling. So I just said, you know, to travel the world, that's definitely like having it all, you know? And then I wanted to do documentaries. And I said, I could do documentaries about beauty and travel, and that could be the rest of my life. And that would be great, you know? And then that way I could also do makeup and I could, you know, be part of like a really big brand and do documentaries for them. And so that's kind of like where the idea kind of sparked. But it was on my first trip to India that I, you know, I had gone on this journey to do research. It was my first trip. I saved all my money and I went, and I went on this journey and I was so lucky to have amazing women that were on this trip who ended up being like an assistant to a famous photographer who took all my first pictures for Around the World Beauty. If you ever see my pictures that are from India and Arjaveda, she took all of those. So again, it's like the universe always aligns to what you want. But the one thing that I really remember that shifted completely my, my next vision or where I got the real vision was when I went to an orphanage in India and I was playing with these young girls and they kept saying, what is your passion? What is your passion? What is your passion? They kept repeating it over and over. I don't know who told them to say this over and over. And it was like 50 little girls. And all they kept saying is, what is your passion? What is your passion? I was like, what is happening here? This is insane. Why do they keep asking me this? Because after someone asks you once what your passion is and you go, oh, makeup. And then they ask you again, you're like, beauty and travel. What is your passion? Documentaries. And then like the more that they keep asking, it kind of like broke me down. And I was like, you know what? Like, is this my passion? Is this really, you know, is my ultimate goal to just do documentaries for beauty and travel? Is that really what drives me for the rest of my life? There's something more here. And I sat with that thought with these little girls and I kept looking at them as they looked at me. And I said, this is what my vision is. This is what my purpose is, is to empower young girls like this all over the world to never forget how powerful and beautiful they are from where they come from. And whatever that turns into, whatever that creates, that's what my ultimate vision is. And the thing is, looking back at that moment, you know, you sometimes don't realize that those fulfillments that you want to do in the outside world are fulfilling something that's missing in your world, you know? And even on this trip to India where we took 14 women, Yes, grown women that are between 25 to 60 year, year old came with us. But it's not to say that we're still not tapping into that little girl that never felt complete because of who she was and where she was coming from. So ultimately, like, that's where the vision comes in. And that's where the work that we do actually takes place. Uh, it just looks a little bit different. You know, I'm not in India with orphanage girls. I'm with women from all over the world that 
are deciding to say yes to their life right now. And we're nurturing that part of them that maybe never felt connected to their culture or to the world. And, uh, and that's kind of like where my passion and kind of started. And I'm telling you, every time I do another trip, every time I do a trip for myself, it's like I get more clear on what my purpose is and, and what we're up to. And I didn't want to take all this on. <laughs> you know, I, I'd much rather have been a makeup artist doing what I love to do because I still love doing makeup. And I have big dreams of doing the covers of magazines still. But um, it just seems like it was placed in my, in, my, in my window for me to, you know, live this life making change and hopefully inspiring other people to do that too, which is the, my favorite part of the whole journey in a way. I think that's amazing. Uh, as a, I guess a, a female and also someone who is a female traveler, um, there's nothing like connecting with another human. Like I used to think traveling was just to see the sights and to take the photos. And the more I travel and the more I pay attention and the more I talk with people, the more I realize that there's magic that I'm discovering about the destinations I'm going to, but also the little hidden treasures that are within me. And you'd mentioned, you know, on your beauty journeys, you and all of your, your guests, all of your ladies are really tapping into, let's say the five-year-old girl that they were and whatever's missing or needs um, some fuel um, added to, you know, to their, their tank of some sort, their, I'll call it the love tank. Um, so if you were going to, you know, travel back in time and, and speak to like a five-year-old Stephanie, what would you say to her? So I would say for even the five-year-old girl, I mean, that girl still always exists in me. I I would really say to let go a lot sooner to, I would really say to, to just be very grateful for everything that you have at that moment. And I don't know if, I mean, maybe at five-year-old, maybe as a five-year-old, I already had that, (laughs) you know, where everything's kind of like looking good. It's, it feels good, but. I would definitely say to kind of let go of whatever thoughts are coming up because those things aren't really real in a way. Yes. Our minds are tricky creatures. Yeah. They're, they definitely are. I, you know, when I think of five, I think I was still so pure at five. I think more of like when I was like 10 and in middle in um, elementary school and, you know, those, those things still exist within my mind still, you know, those, those little like, I'm not good enough or I'm too chubby or, you know, I'm different. Those things still come up, but you know, it's, it's not real. And I would definitely tell myself that let go of those thoughts because they're not really existent at all. Yeah. I call them my itty bitty shitty committee. Yes. 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 They all just like sit on the shoulder and say those nasty mean things, um, which aren't true at all. Um, so yeah, I understand. Well, when you're, um, I mean, you're still, moving forward at a rapid rate um and it's a phenomenal journey that you're on but when you look back in the rearview mirror what has been one or two or maybe three even uh pivotal moments that you can recall where you're like in the moment like this is where i need to be i need that you know a, a decision to to pivot or to to make a turn and it's worked out well for you yeah um and Cindy, I have a question. You said in the last year or in this in the this chapter of where we are? You know, just in just in your in your journey in the past however many years you wanted to cover. Yeah, so there's definitely been a few moments where I've said, Wow, I'm in the right place at the right time. You know, I always remember a story that I read about NSYNC. Mm-hmm. 
and how in sync was this group, one of my favorite little girl groups, and um, and how they were just ready at the right time. And they always said, be prepared for when something comes to be ready, because that's what happened to them. And for me, I, I I can literally remember, for me, like the big turning point, even in makeup, if we take it really back, was always, always being clear of what I have to offer. and maybe what I have to offer has changed over the years. You know, when I was starting as a makeup artist, I was, I knew I had passion as a makeup artist. So I offered my passion. So when I would meet with anyone, I would share my passion. And there was a meeting with a really big agent uh, in New York city. And I was very young and I came in with my passion and he threw me out of his office because he thought I was crazy because I had brought like a portfolio that was in a binder form. And I still, after that moment, I went back there and I said, you're never going to forget me because this is just an opportunity for you to have a great story with me. And I gave him my uh, binder and I said, I'm going to work for you. You watch. And ever since then, he hired me. So I think that was always like a pivot point is just I've always never been afraid to knock on doors. There's so many stories like that from me meeting my first mentors, um, just driving to people's houses and knocking on their door and saying, you have to meet me. I have something to offer you, you know? And the one thing that I've seen that has changed over the years in this journey is that young, passionate young girl that was unafraid of anything has definitely become a lot more shy. But when I can remember that that's the only time there's actual change is when I don't care about anything. I'm willing to put my reputation, everything on the line for my passion. That's where real results happen. So for me, there's definitely like those moments throughout my life and throughout my career in the last 10 years that have really shifted uh, where I am today. Um, the most recent one was definitely a moment in India where I looked up during a, a class that I was doing and everything was bigger and better than what I had even imagined. You know, ideas, to see ideas turned into results, but in physical ways is one of the most beautiful and powerful things that I have ever experienced in my life. Because it's easy to talk about things, but to physically see them. And for me, that pivot point happened in India. It was in this beautiful goddess room that I had envisioned. And there it was coming to life. And people were in it and having fun and taking pictures and will always want this room in every part of their life, you know. And there, there we were living in an idea that I had, you know, and that was very powerful as well. But I love those aha moments. Those are my favorite ones to have. I feel like I have those every single day. Uh, it's just about staying focused and disciplined for sure. Well, I definitely think it's focus and discipline and, and maintaining, you know, the direction that you want to travel in. But it also sounds um, stuff like you're a bit spiritual and you know about the power of intent and, and visualizing what you want. So if I'm guessing correctly, um, is you you mentioned a vision board, but are you doing vision boards now, or how are you how are you kind of tracking your progress? It's kind of a double sided question. I'm going to restate it. Um, so, Steph, you seem pretty spiritual, and you know how to set your intent and manifest what you want into reality, which is I 100% believe in this practice. Some call it the secret; others call it something else. But that's what you're doing in my mind. So, how are you deciding what you want, and then how are you tracking that progress outside of just those? Uh, moments? Yeah, um, I'll share with you two things that really 
support. So yes, I track everything. Uh, I do vision boards every single year. Actually, yesterday I was walking around with my vision binder in the city. That's like, <laughs> that's pretty big. And, you know, I've, I've kind of graduated to making a binder where each sheet in the binder is a different part of my life. And I create a vision board in each sheet. Uh, so I can be very visual and clear on what each part of my life I want to manifest. Uh, and yeah, so I, I will tell you this. So I come from a very, very incredible family. And when I say incredible family, I mean me and my mom and my brother from a single parent home. And my mom really, you know, her American dream was to come to this country and, and work and create a home that where she could bring her, the rest of her family. And she did that. So for me, I'm, you know, I would say that she always showed us what success was because that's who she was, but she never told us anything. You know, she never told us about manifestation or, or uh, vision boards. She just did. Right. And so for me, like growing up, I always had this like inner, inner energy fire that anything was possible because I had seen my mom come to a country with nothing and create a possibility of bringing her family here. So I always knew that was inside of me. Like I always knew that my mom could do it, something like that. I could do something very, very powerful. But then I started reading these like self-help books at like 16. That's a whole nother story and how I even came across these books. It was a random person on a street that just gave me a piece of paper and said, you need to read this book. It will change your life. You're meant for this. Like literally someone random came up to me and told me this and gave me a book that was Think and Grow Rich at the time. It's such a long story, but I read this book at 16. And that book was the first time I ever understood what the secret was and what manifestation was and what dreaming was. Because at 16, I was living a regular life as a young girl. I was being with my friends and running around. I definitely was not into school. But this book just shifted my mind and said, what you want is possible. You just have to follow these guidelines. And that book took me to Europe for the first time when I was like 18 years old. I had never traveled outside of America until this, I read this book. And I was like, yep, I'm going to book my flight because the book said, do the craziest thing that you never thought would be possible and do it right now. And I was like, what is the craziest thing that I could ever think of doing that I would never think is possible? And I said, traveling by myself to a whole new country and to Europe. <laughs> and so, and that, and like for me, ever since then, like, I understand, like, I understand the power of manifestation to the point where when I apply for something and I'm fully committed to it, I'm just waiting for the call that's accepting me to win. Uh, when, you know, I won a contest when I was like 19 years old. And when they called me to tell me I was the winner, I said, I was waiting for you guys to call me uh, because I knew I was the winner. Even, you know, I just won something with Shea Moisture and Dartmouth. I knew I was going to win. I knew it with my soul, with my energy, with everything. And that's the thing about everything. Like you have to truly believe that you're capable of doing it. And th th that when you have that passion, that fire, it's like no money, no nothing is going to get in the way of what's supposed to be. You know, you got to let magic enter. You have to be like, not you have to be, I, I get to be very concentrated on what I know are my next choices and my next steps. But I have to allow the energy magic to kind of come in and let it flow. And if it happens, it's meant to be. And if it doesn't, it's not. So I'm very much about the secret and manifesting and making sure you write things down and share it with people. Um, and yeah, so like there's definitely a formula. And I wonder, you know, if I can listen to this podcast 30 years from now, how I'll feel about it. But 10 years in doing this kind of work, 
I can definitely say that uh, there's something that's guiding the way for sure. I think that's an amazing approach to life that all of us can embrace or should embrace a little bit more. And it seems with this type of mindset and spirituality, there's fewer, maybe you can answer this, but are there fewer roadblocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no expectation in a way. There's, you know, there's no expectation. It's what, you know, if, if you know you're a hundred percent and you're doing the best that you can, whatever is meant to be will be. And, and, you know, I always use my mom as like a great example. I was talking to my mom over Easter and she looks at me and she said, I'm so incredibly proud of you. And I said, well, I'm really proud of you because she was telling me her story of how she came into this country. And I was like, well, I'm really proud of you, mom. And she said, you know what I think about when I see you? She said, she's, she said, when I, if I could have had half of the opportunities that you had, I wonder where I would be. And I said, you know what? I wonder where you would be too. And that's why I feel that like, it's my duty as a daughter of someone with such strength to live up to my highest, expect- to my highest possibility. And I tell this to all of us, we come from strong roots. And, um, and it's, you know, if there's no excuse, there's people that cross oceans to to have a possibility even close to what we are capable of doing here. We're so lucky. Our privilege is so incredible. So why not create change? You know. <laughs> you're, you're, I spent Easter with my mom too in a non-traditional form, and it's interesting we're having this conversation because she and I were diving into this a little bit too. And she's, I grew up a single parent home. I have four siblings, all of them amazing, hardworking, driven people. Yeah. And sometimes I feel a little guilty because my mother sacrificed so much yeah. for us, for me. Like she sent me to Europe at 15 years old where she was, you know, put the trip on her credit card and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And she was choosing between paying the electric bill versus, uh, you know, buying our food. And then she did this magical thing for me. And, and now as an adult, I feel a bit guilty that I'm not at the point yet, but I'm getting mm-hmm. there, that I can just take her and like spoil the heck out of her. And mothers are givers and they're wonderful. And um, in a way, like in you, like I'm so proud of my mother and everything that she's taught me. And to hear her say those words that she's proud of what I'm doing and that I'm trying to be my best mm-hmm. self, um, it really struck forward and just it makes you feel, at least for me, mm-hmm. proud, one, to be a woman and proud to be an American woman who's not wasting mm-hmm. my opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, when I read your questions about, you know, what is it, what is it being a woman? What is it being an American woman? I, I agree with you completely. And, you know, that's, I, that's why actually I love to travel and I love to, to open my eyes to what the truth is out there in the world. Uh, because I, and because I'm saying, oh, you're American. Yes, I'm fully American. And I absolutely love it because there's so much, there's so much, there's so much power and so much growth in in the in the families that we grow up in you know that we that we're we're not trying to save the world we're really just trying to see the world and i am constantly taking away layers of who i am and who i think that i am when i'm traveling because it is a different world and i'm open to it i'm curious to know more so you know being from here it's like we are given so many opportunities and um, just opportunity alone to be whatever we want to be. And it's like you said, it's up to us to see which direction we want to go. So 
So with the, you know, you're going around, you're meeting these women around the world who have totally different beauty regimens than, than we do and different cultural norms and just lifestyles, so different, different languages, religious beliefs. Um, how do you find yourself connecting to these women around the world? Yeah, so I'm lucky that the context is beauty because when I tell them what I do, one, they don't know any of the celebrities that I've worked with. So let's get that out of the equation, you know. When I tell them what I do for a living, they are so excited. And the first question is, oh, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of my daughter's hair or face, etc.? And when they see me kind of light up because it's what I love to do myself. And then I share with them how perfect and how beautiful it is that on how they are. They just feel so complete because women, regardless of where we come from, there is a sense of wanting to be accepted. That's a human nature in all of us. We want to feel accepted. And for women, it's we want to feel beautiful. Uh, and, that, and that's all over the world. I can be in Tanzania with the Maasai, uh, with the beautiful women that shave their head. What beauty looks like is different, but the want and the need to feel appreciated for, uh, for our structure and the God-given gifts that we have, that's universal. So the conversation is always, it always flows. And, you know, when I first started traveling, I was always looking for products and ingredients for makeup. And then it really became more about the spiritual practice and the ingredients that were natural and the storytelling, because that's really what beauty is. It's, it's a storytelling of these places and of these women. So, you know, of course, context was makeup at first, but then it, you know, then half the world doesn't even put makeup on. So it had a change. And then I learned the true meaning of beauty, which is the inner, outer, and the beyond. So whenever I'm looking for something, I'm looking to connect with one of those things. And the rituals are really powerful, which is all about releasing the inner beauty into the outer world using the spiritual element. So, so it's very cool. So there, there, it, it flows. It flows nicely. It took some time, but it, it flows. Well, I think you're evolving as, um, as a human. Right. And allowing more of your spirit to come out. And, and as you continue to evolve and, and connect with more women, you're going to continue to dive deeper and deeper into um, this amazing world. And with the ritual side of it, you're seeing so many different types of rituals. And I'm just wondering, how has your daily beauty, both external and internal, evolved over time? Yeah. Um, so for me, even in my own makeup routine and how I do makeup, has evolved. I'm no longer, you know, trying to change a face or um, cover anything up. Now I'm all about embodying what people have and sharing the uniqueness of what their beauty is with a lighter application of makeup. And I can even see that my clients have changed because of that reason. For myself as well, you know, I, I focus more on my own sense of connection rather than what I'm putting on top of myself. I still love makeup. I still love beauty. Believe me, believe me like mascara is my life. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't depend on it the way I used to. I can still go out in the street and feel just as beautiful with a red lipstick or no lipstick. And I think that's what's come over um, time for me where, you know, I stopped using makeup as a form of hiding who I was, but instead of enhancing things that I felt like in the inside, you know, now I want to wear bright colors on the outside because that's how I feel in the inside of myself. And that's what makes me unique out to the world, you know, 
I will be that little crazy aunt or the girl at the at, at the library or at the restaurant at the bar with a pink lipstick because it expresses the the light that I have inside of me. So, you know, makeup is still being used, but it's just a different experience of it. And I try to change that. I try to do that also with my clients and with the people that I work with. And I try to also bring that on our experiences and our tours because, you know, it's really, it's really, sometimes we do a lot of things to hide who we are and it's, it's like, we don't really need much, but if you do it, do it for the right reason, you know? So. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I am nowhere near your skill level. I could actually use some major tips for makeup and beauty in general, but my own personal journey with, with makeup has been to wear it a lot less. Um, sometimes not at all. I'm like, oh, I have green eyes, and that's what people always comment on are my eyes. And we all know eyes are portals to the soul, and I just want to enhance them. So many times, I'm just putting on mascara, and um, and and that's it. And that's been my own unveiling and feeling comfortable to just be on camera, on you know, social media, talking without any makeup on, and just totally saying, this is me. This is my beauty for who I am without any coverage, and in in a way. It, it's very freeing uh, to not be afraid to reveal my my raw self um, with the perceived flaws and everything. Um, so, and I, what you're doing, I think you're you're impacting so many people in a in a way that is is not one that is discussed that often. Um, so, I think that's it's probably really fun for both your clients and the girls who are coming on your on your travels on your journeys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just being okay with who you are and using all the things around you to just highlight those best features of your life and of your insides and of, you know, everything that you want to bring forward. You know, it's funny because that sounds just like a makeup application with highlighting and bring forward your best features. And, you know, we just, again, it's, can we use the same idea, but in a deeper meaning? So beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. This is an amazing interview. So I'm like so excited. I can't wait to edit it and, and make all these um, things final. Um, but just a few more things that I want to touch on. Um, what, is, what, what is currently your favorite beauty product? Not necessarily brand, but what is, what is like speaking to you right now? My favorite beauty product right now that I can't live without is moisturizer. I love moisturizer. I love the fact that you can put it on and make your skin feel great. I love the fact that it's prepping your skin for the future and it just makes your skin happy. So I love a good hydrating moisturizer. Okay. I love it. You know, you're doing all these amazing things and you have to get burned out at some point. Do you? And if you do, like, what are you doing to reset your spirit, your soul, and be refreshed and renewed to continue this amazing work that you're doing? Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely, I definitely get um, burned out sometimes. And I will be the first and super honest to say that I'm still trying to figure out how to stay balanced and be okay with being balanced because I actually, you know, I'm a Taurus and I, feel the most complete and most 
happy when I'm working and when I'm on fire, you know, when I'm like doing a hundred things at one time, you know, when I can get up at six and end my day at 10, like I feel complete when, when that happens, you know, I'm happy. So I'm lucky that like, I'm still on that like route, but I also know what helps me kind of take a step back is to know like the people that need me around me, you know, cause it's really, again, not about me. It's, this business is, takes me to run it and takes me to answer emails and do a lot of things. But there's people out there that really need me and need you, you know, and I have to make the time for my friends that I grew up with. And I have to make the time for my brother because his success also depends on the time that I have to talk to him and go home as much as I don't want to go home because I have so much work to do. It's I have to take the time and be okay with having that time with them. And it's not easy because I feel like I'm always going to miss out on something or I'm not working hard enough. But I'm lucky that I have like my family members that hold me accountable for being with them. And I sometimes do take, I actually not going to say sometimes, I take a lot of weekends off and I go have a great time with my friends and nothing changes. I feel better. And then I'm like, okay, Mondays. And so I'm, I feel like that's changing in my life. I feel like now I'm okay with knowing I just need to have fun in my life. And then come back in it at 100% and be like, okay, on the weekend, I'm not going to look at my emails. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to be with my family and my friends. Then on Monday, do it like a work week. You know, It's hard when you're an entrepreneur because you feel like you always have to be doing everything at all times. But we need to take a step back. So that's, that's really been working uh, for me since, um, since last year is just taking a step back. And also the key to everything that has changed my whole life for the rest of forever is having a planner whether on your computer or whether writing it, but planning a week ahead and planning everything you have to do in that week. That was a game changer for me because I was able to put in what I needed, whether it was yoga, whether it was dinner time with my friends, whether it was going to go see um, my nephew for like an egg hunt. All of that was already in the calendar and I could see where everything else was being taken care of in my calendar as well. That really helps me keep balance and I don't know what I would... I don't know how I was doing it before, but this really has helped me take a step back and actually be a real business owner that can be balanced and truly happy, you know, because I feel like I am getting everything done without just adding more to the to-do list, you know? Right. Oh, I'm a big planner. I plan out um, a week ahead. I do some of my, uh, my scheduling months in advance, but then I also every night before going to bed, I write out. Um, in order of priority, the things that I want to accomplish the next day. And uh, as a Virgo, I love crossing off things on my list. And it's, like you said, it's a game changer to organize and structure your life. It feels a little less overwhelming as a a business owner uh, with several projects. So yeah, it's, uh, there's some merit to, to having some form of of a calendar, a planner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Stephanie, it's been such an honor to have you, and thank you for joining uh, Her Drive Podcast. And I love learning so much more about you and your personal journey um, through being a business owner and uh, a makeup artist and um, creating these magical experiences. And uh, in the spirit of, of celebrating who we are and our accomplishments and moving forward, I would just I would love to know what are you um, tooting your horn about and really looking forward to down the road. So what I'm tuning my horn about is I just got an opportunity to, uh, to be part of a Shea Moisture and Dartmouth Fellowship. 
which is going to take place next week. And I'm so excited and just moved by it because, like I said before, my main priority this year is to build a team and to build it successfully and being able to understand how to grow. Uh, that's where we're at. You know, we, we've had a foundation built for the last three years, and now we're really looking to see how do we expand? How do we grow outside of it just being like me and two people? Like, how can we really start making an impact without us having to be on the ground? So I'm really looking forward to being part of this program and learning what's next. Uh, and I mean, you know, USA, what's next? What's next is more opportunities to bring women around the world, develop these programs on the ground so we're not physically there and we can keep creating beauty on this deeper level for women travelers whenever they're traveling to these amazing destinations. I see a need for it, me as a traveler. Um, and I think there's so much opportunity for women to start living their best life right now, traveling the world and being able to give back through what we love the most, which is beauty, food, culture. And I want to create an opportunity for that. So that's what I see next. I see next, uh, hopefully a family ahead. I see next uh, more programs here on the grounds in America where we can bring women together and we can give back in every way that we can. And just growth, you know, growth and more great conversations. You know, one thing I'm taking away from India is there's always an opportunity to change someone's life. And, you know, it's really not about your name being under the lights and leaving a legacy. It's just about being able to impact those people around you on an everyday basis to live their best life. And I think that's what true legacy is. Uh, so that's what I'm aiming for. And what's next for me is just adding a little sparkle to, to hopefully everyone that I meet along my journey. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblett. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and Her Drive to success.